0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another one of our financial wellbeing podcasts. My name's David Lloyd, uh, writer, actor, broadcaster, bon vivant, general man about town. We'll be the judge of bon vivant, thank you very much. <laughs> well, I do my best. Uh, and I'm here with uh, my friend and uh, colleague. Can I call you a colleague? I suppose I can. Well, definitely in cricket coaching terms, we we'll are call That's know. right, and in podcast terms as well, Chris Budd. Now, Chris uh,
1: is a financial expert in his own right, Chris, how are you? I'm very well, David, thank you. We're recording this podcast at the end of the tax year, um, and Tomo is here. Hello, Tomo. Hello. Um, he shouldn't really be here, because he's got a lot of work to do back at the office. But but, and let's also, let's point
0: out to the listeners that, that one of the reasons he's here is because of his incredible honesty and commitment to his job, because he... It's uh, not tell us, It's not going work. Tomo, tell us, Tomo. Well, I had an inkling that my MOT was running out, and that inkling was right, but obviously I had a fully full calendar booked, so yeah, a two-hour bus journey to Backwell from uh, North Bristol, and here I am producing the podcast for all you listeners. So very impressive. Making sure the talent are working.
1: What well, dedication? Yeah, I know dedication. where this is going, David. Well, so, I'll uh, pay
0: rise for Tom. Right, that you missed,
1: that's Don't worry, leave it, leave it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so Tomo, oh, yes, you've been showing incredible dedication to your boss. By getting uh, two buses, I believe you got, all the way from North Bristol. Yeah. I think a good, caring, sharing boss probably would have said, oh, come and pick you up,
1: mate, but, but but he didn't. Obviously, he's been very busy a making good, tea. A good boss would give him a rollicking for being so badly organised at the end of the tax year. That's what a good boss would do to help him improve. Anyway, pay rise for Tomo. A hashtag pay cut for Tomo. <laughs>
0: We'd better mention your book, hadn't we, Chris? Yeah, which, which one? Well, which one there are so many. I was talking specifically <laughs> about the financial well-being book, that's most kind of you. But yeah, and we could talk about your latest novel manners from heaven. Uh,
1: yeah, it's got, both going very well. In fact, we're just awaiting the um, financial well-being book's annual royalty check. I still find it amazing that royalty checks only get paid out once a year. I know, but I tell you what, when it comes in, let's have a night out at Backwell Chippy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, sadly, we won't have a night out anywhere because all the money is going straight on to the Penny Brown Cancer Centre. Well, that's true indeed. But I'm looking forward to seeing how much we've raised. So we'll make sure that the podcast listeners uh, know that fact. Excellent. That's good to know. So um what are we talking about on today's podcast we're going to have a look at um a, what could seem like a dry subject of inflation but hopefully we're going to make it a bit of fun in the last couple of weeks the office of National statistics who produce the inflation figures came out with their basket of goods and services which is the list of things that they monitor when calculating price rises. So they don't do every product in the world. That would be impossible. So they take a select range, which is supposed to be representative of current tastes. And it changes according to the zeitgeist. It does, exactly. So I thought we'd go back since it started and have a look at some of the changes and see what that tells us, really. The important thing is, though, that although it's a dry subject, inflation is an absolutely key thing for financial planning. Tomo has an excellent expression for this, Tomo. Inflation, the silent risk. Isn't that dramatic? Isn't that I great? think we should put a drum roll in. <laughs> <laughs> But it's great that because it's true. People forget about inflation, they ignore it, but you ignore it at your peril. So, inflation is the rate at which the price of goods and services increases. It's really, really important to us because it reduces the purchasing power of our money. Well, only if you keep your money under the
0: mattress, surely, because if you're putting it in a bank or investing it, then it's. Still making money, yeah?
1: To a point, yeah, to a point. Money under the mattress won't buy as much today as it would have, say, 10 years ago. But that's also true for money in the bank. Depending on the type of your account, generally speaking, money held on deposit does not attract a rate as high as inflation, especially after you take tax into account. So just keeping all your money on deposit will also reduce the purchasing power of your money. Now, the important figure we've got to look at is the what's called the real rate of return. So... If your investment's made 5%, but inflation was 4%, you've only actually made 1%. Yeah, you happy with that? David? Yes, I am. No, I get Slight that. Slight confused look. No, 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 I was
0: nodding politely because I didn't want to make a noise that put you off your flow.
1: Because <laughs> I know you get very easily distracted. That's so true. I was trying
0: to look sage. <laughs>
1: So hopefully you can see from that that inflation is a really, really important number for financial planners. And when we're doing our forecasting and when we're doing our uh, predictions of the future, taking into the, the real rate of return is, is a really crucial part of the process. Excellent. Well, well,
0: before we go on to discuss that further, as ever, we have a few tweets to read out uh, sent in by our uh, lovely listeners. Remember, it's at Finn Wellbeing. It's their Twitter handle. You want to send it into. And we've asked for suggestions of things that people have bought, which turned out to be a mistake. Now we've heard about your
1: canoe in the past, Chris. Yeah.
0: Anything else you want to dig out of your embarrassing purchases oh. vault?
1: Well, yeah, my mum, if she was here, would immediately tell the story that the first ever time I was allowed to go shopping in Bristol, she was giving me give me some money, and I went in shopping and I bought some PBC trousers. <laughs> Have you still got them? Well, no. I only was allowed to wear them once. Actually, I don't think I was allowed to wear them at all. But I did manage to get them out of the house once. So this was last year you bought them. Right? <laughs> no, this was this was 1970. I don't know what, um, maybe 1980 trousers. What colour were they? They were black, shiny PVC trousers. Wow. Yeah, I looked the. Well, I look like an idiot. Let's be honest.
0: I have a, I have a similar memory actually, but ah, oh, I had a, a pair of. Purple corduroy loons. What's a loon? A loon is like a flared trouser, okay. you know, but with a with an exaggerated flare. Is that a pan, little sort of pantaloon. I guess it probably did come from that. That's yes. Rather than and like, they had and they had, so they were sort of a bright purple with a fluorescent lime green oh. insert into the into the bit on the inside of the leg where the flare went. <laughs> um, tess Page at Tess underscore invests leopard print culottes. Trousers, she informs us. I think we know that, Tess. For $5 in NYC, I was tipsy and shopping with three gay men. I still wear them. (laughs) So I'm not sure that that actually was a bad purchase. I think she's secretly proud of that one. Yeah, I think you're probably right. (laughs) Okay, so keep them coming in, please. Send them in, at Finn Wellbeing. We'd love to hear more of what
1: you have to say about pretty much anything, really. Okay, Chris... Let's get on with it. Okay, so we talked about inflation and why it's so important when creating a financial plan. In the Financial Wellbeing book, we suggest people make a few assumptions when putting together their forecast. If you use a financial planner, they will be using some sophisticated cash flow software, one hopes, and they'll use their own assumption and they'll discuss that with you. Uh, But it will include a figure for inflation. But the question is, where does inflation come from? What is it based on? So the Office of National Statistics, they can't make a note of every single product and service in the country and they come up with an average. They pick a few items that they feel are representative of our buying habits at that time and that's called the inflation basket of goods and services. So to start off with David, I've got a question for you and we'll answer this question later on and I'll let you think about it. Actor John Hewer played a character on television in 1967... And continued to play him until 1988. What was the character that he played? 67 to 88. It's related to our topic, obviously. Inflation. So, let's come back to that. What we're going to do, the basket was introduced in 1947. So, start off, let's see if you can have a guess. What items were in the Office of National Statistics... I I can't say that every time. What did they deem... The off of Nat Stats? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do they deem as being typical and common purchases in 1947? 1947. Any guesses? Potatoes.
0: <laughs> bistow gravy. A Homburg hat.
1: <laughs> uh, a Gabardine Macintosh. Well, I mean, a three-piece suit is in there. A three-piece suit. Three-piece. three-piece suit. Yeah, right? Of course, everybody wore suits. <laughs> My favourite one from 1947 was the mangle. The mangle. Do you even know what a mangle is, Tomo?
0: Oh, haven't got it. <laughs> hasn't got a clue, or I'll explain it to you. For any other young listeners out there, a mangle is like a two, two rollers together. Imagine two rollers that roll in the same direction yeah. with a handle at one end. So you roll that, and then you take a wet piece of clothing and you put oh, it through the mangle. You turn the top roller. The bottom one obviously rolls independently. Yeah. And as the piece of clothing goes through between the two rollers, it squeezes water out. This is great radio, love for, for it. Yep. Our, for our listeners, or the younger listeners, this is literally like being on the set of Cocoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> so a mangle was an
0: organic tumble dryer. That's right, yeah. And then it went from having... So my mum used to have a hand mangle uh, with a hand roller, and then she got a washing machine... That had actually an electric mangle. On wow. It. So it sat on top and exactly <laughs> the same principle applied, but instead of turning a handle, you pressed a button and it just turned itself. Remarkable. It was like a miracle.
1: <laughs> so, also in that basket in 1947, we had vacuum cleaner, and I suspect that's still in there. Uh, corned beef. Corned beef. Uh, interestingly, corned beef stayed in and was only taken out in 2005. So, the, the other thing was uh, condensed milk was also in 1947, and that only left in 1987. Now, um, what's the difference between condensed milk and evaporated milk? That's very easy. Condensed milk has been condensed, whereas evaporated milk has been evaporated. Oh, OK. Thank you. Yeah, we clear that one That up. explains that. <laughs> then we go forward to 1956, and the changes in 1956 the NHS prescription came in, increases to the Price of an NHS prescription was deemed to be key in calculating the overall rate of increase in prices and goods and services. Okay. So that's a that's a sign of the times, isn't it? We also had the washing machine came in in 1956, so the mangle um, didn't last that long, I'm afraid. Right. was well, so now we're on to washing reminiscences involving my mother. So I remember
0: we got <laughs> we got of course we, are. we got a washing machine. The first. So we'd had this sort of a uh, you know top loading washing machine, and then my mum got what was the first of these newfangled. Or all in washing machines. It was the Hoover Keymatic, I remember it wow. well. Because you, you put the, the washing in at the front, which in itself was an innovation, and then you had this sort of key. It was a square bit of plastic that had lots of different shaped grooves in it. Imagine it's a bit like a, a complicated jigsaw puzzle piece. And then at on the outside of each one, it said what that did, and you had to insert it in a particular way to get it onto the right programmes. And, and, and once she lost the thing, so she <laughs> lost a big key. So, of course, the uh, washing machine be- became it didn't work because nobody
1: could find, I think, my brother had hidden it. <laughs> <laughs> So we can we can chart the increasing standards of living in this country by your mum's washing machine. Exactly. So any ideas of John Hewer yet, the actor? John Hewer? 1967 to 1988? Um, no, you're going to have to tell me. Well, I might just keep you hanging on a little oh, bit. All right, then. <laughs> All right, I I then. Got it oh, come on there, Tomo. I think I got. It. Is it the Million Dollar Man? No, oh. it's not. That was uh, Steve. Steve Austin. Austin, yes, Million Dollar Man. No, I will tell you because something happened uh, in the basket in 1960s, um, a real sign of prosperity of the country in 1960s. Uh, 1962. To be precise, the fish finger entered the basket. The Fish finger. Oh, was he Captain Birdseye? It eye? was. It was the same man played Captain Birdseye from 1967 to 1988. The actor John Hewer. The refrigerator also came in 1962, and then we come into the 70s, the decade that style forgot. If there's any one item that summarises the 1970s, I reckons it would be. I reckon it would be this. What do you think? The lava lamp. The lava lamp. Yeah, <laughs> that would be next to this thing. So I reckon. Flying Ducks, maybe? Flying Ducks. Chinese, blue Chinese lady? No, the thing that came in the 1970s, which I think really sums up the era, was a Watney's Party 7 beer can. Watney's cat. Party 7, I know, that, that was great. Have you got some See, stories with your mother about that? No, 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 but people people <laughs> always
0: used to say, when are you going to develop a six-pack? I said, no, I prefer to go for the Party 7, <laughs> look. <laughs> party 7 was a large can of beer that contained seven pints of beer. Wow. That you took to a party. Like a keg, like a keg, it's like a keg. keg of beer. But a Watney's party seven, Watney's red barrel. Whatever happened to Watney's? <laughs> I I'm, 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 don't want to know. I don't want them to bring it back. It was horrible beer. <laughs> but whatever happened to it? Those were dark days for beer, the, 1970s. the 1970s. dark days in
1: many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, I think uh, so far the overall move of these goods have been fairly positive, because um, it's showing us what change in the change of standard of living. Um, We've got beer, fish fingers, vacuum cleaner and washing machine. I mean, that was a pretty good night in 75, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) However, now, now comes a dark turn, David. We move from the changes in the basket being more luxurious, fish fingers, obviously, Hmm. (laughs) to economy saving and possibly the very lowest moment of the 1970s, smash.
0: So I have... Fond memories of Smash, oh, really. It was
1: gross, wasn't it? But it was it? horrible. It was, yeah. pow- Tom, it was powdered potato. It was mm. absolutely revolting. And school dinners used to, used to use it. It just had a particular aroma that I could not stomach now. <laughs> However, good news. In 1987, Smash was taken out, but to be replaced with frozen oven chips. Moving along, um technology starts to make an appearance in the seventies. We have the first cassette player entered the basket in nineteen seventy six. My mum never had a cassette player. Did she <laughs> not even with a mangle on top. No, but my dad did once have an eight track stereo in his car. <laughs> A friend of mine at university had a mini and he had a stereo that was so big, the speakers were so big, he couldn't play the stereo at at night because the lights went off. (laughs) It took all the power. Now, the big moment was the Sony Walkman in 1979. And actually, I reckon a lot of the things that that we take for granted today, like downloads and phone music, all comes back to the principle of taking music around with you, which was brought in by the Sony Walkman. Well, I remember getting my Sony Walkman. I remember being just so excited at the notion
0: that you could just get a cassette, pop it in and just walk around listening to music. And of course, because it was in the headphones, it was right there in your head. And it completely changed um, because, of course, everything then was mainly still vinyl, the way in which we mm, listened to mm. music. Changed the way we began to listen to music and, and how and where we could listen to yeah, music. Yeah, and, and
1: possibly reduce the amount of we talked to each other as well, yes, right. <laughs> which may be good or bad, depending. So I, in some ways, I reckon that was a massive technological innovation, but it only lasted um, eight years. Other technological in, uh, updates in the 80s were the microwave and the video recorder and video rental. You remember that yeah. young people these days were something like the the old Yorkshireman and the Monty Python sketch, but the idea you had to walk down to your shop to hire your video on a Friday night, only to find that the Omen had already been taken by somebody. <laughs> Gosh, that's right. That used to be a regular thing. Why don't you get us go down to the video shop, see what yeah. they've got? Yeah. So you know that's a really good indication of changing technology, increasing standard of living, and so forth. Changing food tastes is also interesting. So can you can you follow a trend here? These are all added in 1987, and none of them are still in. Okay, brie, skimmed milk. But I find it amazing that skimmed milk isn't in the basket. Mm. Salad cream. I think that's probably wise that that's mm. not in the basket. It's horrible. Vermouth and riesling. Vermouth and riesling. Mm. Big drinks in 1987. Less so now. Mm. Perhaps more depressing. The chicken nugget went in in 2005 and hasn't left. A reflection of its popularity. A more positive aspect of food, though, is that the following have been added in the current decade and remain there: garlic bread. I think that's a good thing. Blueberries and sweet potatoes. Blueberries. I had blueberries this morning on my muesli. Big thing with blueberries at the moment. Good for you. Superfood, you know. Another quiz question for you, then, David. Which album sold more CDs than vinyl for the first time, thereby marking the beginning of the digital music revolution? So when would this have been? Can you help me out with the year? Yeah, nineteen eighty-five. Nineteen eighty-five. Oh, I think it's possibly it's still in the top ten worldwide. Would that have been Thriller? No. Would it have been a Queen album? No, it was British. So it was British, nineteen eighty-five. No, I. I don't it was don't know. Dire Straits' Brothers in Brothers Arms. Brothers in
0: Arms. Well, so, I had
1: that on on vinyl. CD players came in the basket in the nineties, but they were taken out in two thousand and six. So 10 years ago, CDs came out in favour of MP3s. Well, they are, the Office of National Statistics are thinking about bringing vinyl back in because it's been such a surge in popularity, which I'm quite pleased about. You're not because you've just sold your entire collection. Well, I haven't sold it. I've got it for sale, but I haven't sold it. So maybe my canoe and your vinyl, we should have a a garage sale. We can get rid of the lot, could not we? Exactly, yes. We need two discerning buyers. Well, well, one extremely discerning (laughs) buyer. So what about today? Well, in announcing the changes to the 2017 basket, the Office of National Statistics drew a large parallel with the rise of the hipster. Hipsters, are, you know, they, they use typewriters and carry portable vinyl <laughs> record players around with them rather than personal stereos, etc. Uh, I, I had a great tweet from somebody that said, the hipster is what you get when you tell every child that they're special. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Bit harsh, but the things that came into the basket were things like coffee pods, almond milk, Flavoured cider and artisan gin. All of these things have just come into the uh, basket for flavored inflation. Flavoured cider. Anybody drinking flavoured cider should be shot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we've ended up. Computer downloads and microwave rice is our current... Uh, the, the things that are in the basket and show what inflation will be. Oh, let's just briefly then put a gaze into our crystal balls. Yeah.
0: Ten years time. Ten years time, Tomo. What's going to be in the off-nat stats basket? oh that's
1: <laughs> well thankfully i'll still be here um... <laughs> very good no pay rise for tomo no, no no take that away now i mean jetpacks
0: jet hoverboards, hoverboards hoverboards. what do you reckon <laughs> it's difficult to know isn't it because some of the things that come i mean the the, the ubiquity of the smartphone now um, i'm sure going back 10 years would anybody have really predicted that, that that we would have
1: walked around glued to these things to the extent that we are? So we'll move on to investment tips now then, if we're not careful. You know, what's the next thing to back? What will be on the Office of National Statistics in 10 years' time? That's the thing to get into now. If you bought shares in Smash in 1971. <laughs> <laughs> or indeed your shares in Apple or what, exactly. Microsoft when I was starting off. Exactly. So there you go. That's what's in the Office of National Statistics statistics I off nat stats off nat stats thank you um basket and uh, just interesting to see what inflation uh, how we how we calculate inflation and what it actually means it's, it's following the tastes of the world really important for people to take away we've had a bit of fun take away the fact that you mustn't ignore inflation it's really important with your financial planning in a way it means we all have to take a little bit of investment risk whether we like it or not just to keep up with inflation the amount of risk that's right for each individual changes but we have to take into account inflation so as a planner and advisor which you are um, then if you are
0: trying to project forwards given that inflation has been quite low now for a few years are you able to make educated and informed guesses as to where you think inflation might be heading if
1: you're making a projection for five or indeed 10 years time the, the answer to that lies in the real rate of return. So, no, there is no way of telling what the inflation will be in 10 years' time. Anybody who says that they guess what the FTSE will be in six months' time is completely guessing. But what we can do is we can make an assumption about the gap between inflation and our assumed growth rate. So, if you were to assume a 2% rate of return, real rate of return... That would be a, a relatively cautious to middle range investment portfolio. Um, that's what you might hope to achieve over the very long term. If you want to be a bit more adventurous, you might get higher, but then, of course, you you, you might um, some the risk of losing money as well. So that's the risk reward game. So the real rate of return is the important number for when you're doing your planning. Thank you very much for that. Amongst all the waffle, we've actually come out with one good bit of sound. (laughs) Financial information. We must go back to the beginning of this podcast and tell people there will be something useful at the end, and then they will keep listening.
0: (laughs) Well, I've hugely enjoyed our chat today, Chris. I hope the listeners have. What they'll take away from it, I don't know, other than a knowledge of my mother's washing machines (laughs) over the the years. But it's been uh, extremely enjoyable. We hope you'll join us for another podcast in the not-too-distant future.
1: If you want to be notified of upcoming podcasts, make sure you click the subscribe button. For more information on the topics discussed in today's podcast and to purchase a copy of the Financial Wellbeing book, please visit www.financialwell-being.co.uk. We'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas on financial well-being. You can send us an email at contact at beingcouk you can follow us on Twitter, at Finn Wellbeing. Chris is OvationChris, Chris. And David is at Dave underscore Backwell. This has been an Ovation Finance production. Thanks for listening to the Financial Wellbeing podcast. More interesting than you might think. Don't try to live like a king, yeah, on a poor man's take. That's one reason there are so many people are hurting today, Lord.